Hello and welcome to another episode of the Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. My name is Maureen Morrison and I'm an employment facilitator here at YES. Hello, my name is Alexander Ferrer and I am the Education Coordinator at Youth Employment Services. And today we are here to talk about taking initiative and impressing the heck out of your boss. So when we're talking about taking initiative, what does that look like, Alexander? Well, so taking initiative means that you go above and beyond to do the task to take on responsibilities without somebody having to ask you to do it. This doesn't always need to be a big project or a long task. It could uh, be as small as noticing a small spill of water on the floor and quickly mopping it up before anybody slips up. It's just a really good way to impress, you know, especially a new boss is just taking initiative. It's just a really good thing to do. And there's a number of ways that you can show initiative. It's it's really important to note that it's not just saying like, oh, yeah, I'm the kind of person that takes initiative. Knowing that you're the kind of person that takes initiative really comes through in your actions. So we're going to talk about a sample scenario. And this is one I like to roll through with clients when we're talking about starting a new job and how to show that you take initiative. So I'll give you a sample scenario and then I'll talk a little bit about what some of the ways are in that scenario that you could take initiative. There's lots of different options. That's the fun thing about initiative is it doesn't just look like one correct answer. There's always a whole slew of ways that you can move forward to take initiative. So the scenario is you're starting your first day at a new job at a deli and it sells over 40 products. You need to remember all the products in order to be able to sell them to customers. So the first thing you can do, and this one's super obvious, Ask your supervisor for a list of products so you can study it. Oftentimes when I start a new job, I'll make sure that I'm learning kind of the key elements of the job, so such as a product list or such as like what my responsibilities are. And I'll usually run through that at home a couple of times, especially in the first week. So just when I'm getting to work, I'm ready to go. Uh, you can also walk around once you have that list and ensure every single item that you see is on the list. And if you see any that aren't on the list, write them down, add them in so that you're still remembering to learn about those as well. You can also listen to your coworkers sell the products. You can hear the correct pronunciation and their sales pitches for each item. They can say, you know, the roasted red pepper comes through really well on this hummus. Um, you can also ask your coworkers for feedback after they watch you sell to customers. So you can say, hey, you saw me interact with that customer. Like, how would you have done it differently? Or what did I say that was correct? Was there anything I said that was not so good? And so now Alexander and I are going to look at a different scenario and we're going to brainstorm a little bit about what we could potentially do. And you'll see that we might come up with different options because we're different people and we approach it differently. But both of us are going to roll through how we would individually take initiative. So this situation, you work at a fast food restaurant. A customer comes in and orders lunch for her and her three young children. And her hands are full of shopping bags. So Alexander, what would you do in this situation? Well, uh, she goes into the to the establishment. Maybe I would direct her to a certain seat. And maybe I would take her bags while she sits down and help her sit down and everything just to make sure that she's, she's comfortable because it looks like she's a little overwhelmed. I think I would go up to her and ask her personally, what, what would you like to order? Just to really show that I'm really welcoming. Mm -hmm. And something I might do with noticing that she has three young children, something I really loved doing when I was a kid is anytime like a restaurant had crayons and a drawing paper or something like that, I would 
love it when they offered it to me. So if I worked at a fast food establishment that maybe had that as an option, I would totally, when I was bringing her food or something like that, say, or before I was bringing her food while they were waiting for it, give a set of each of those to the kids so they had something to keep them occupied while they settled in. Something else, because I actually have worked at fast food restaurants and I worked at one that sold ice cream, so we often had lots of kids in store, is just making sure even if I was working on the till or if I was on ice cream duty so that I wasn't really allowed to leave, I would make sure that I tapped in one of my coworkers to say, hey, that table really needs their food delivered to them. You know, they can't come. It's not as easy for them to come and get it themselves. So when I finish this order, can you make sure that you actually walk it out to them instead of just uh, us calling them up to the counter. So just kind of finding ways to even sometimes taking initiative means involving other people and just taking that extra step to communicate with them to say, hey, this customer needs a little bit more assistance than we would normally give. You know, can we work together to make sure that happens? So taking Mm -hmm. initiative doesn't have to be just an individual task, but taking initiative can be noticing that something needs to be done and making sure it happens, even if that involves teamwork. Initiative does not have to be just individual, and so that's really important as well. When it comes to taking initiative, it's, it's really good to take initiative. However, a lot of times an employer, you might be wanting to take an initiative and it might not be going the exact way that your employer might want it to be. I'll give you an example. I was working for this one organization, and I wanted to combine this organization with another one. And I was so excited. I came up with this really big plan about like, hey, what if I talk to this person and we could try to collaborate? And then, well, unfortunately, my boss told me, I'm sorry, that's not what we do. Now, that's a big mistake I made. So I think before you take initiative, you should know the context of the company you're working for. For instance, uh, if you go at a fast food restaurant, you don't necessarily go up to, uh, um, you know, people to take their order necessarily. Uh, they, they go up to you. So trying to think of, you know, you don't want to reinvent the wheel, essentially, when you work and go to a new company. Even if you have a lot of experience, employers don't like that. People who just come in and act like they know everything and they know better than what the boss thinks. So you just really want to know your place and context before you go into come up with a new idea. And it's really important to to ensure that your regular duties are complete first, because if taking initiative means that you're not going to be able to do something that you are expected to do, your boss isn't going to be very pleased if they say, hey, did you finish mopping the floor? And you said, oh, instead of mopping the floor, I decided to rearrange the front display at the store when maybe that wasn't something they wanted doing in the first place and they were expecting you to have mopped the floor. So initiative mm-hmm. is something to do once you've settled into a role and you find that maybe you have extra time on your hands because you've figured out a more efficient way to do your own duties. That's when you've got that room to take initiative. And like Alexander was saying, it's really important to make sure you learn the context, learn how things are done first before you start trying to change them up. And that isn't to say that there's never room for change. It just means that you have to learn the rules before you can break them, essentially. So if, you know, not not to say that doing something differently is breaking the rules. But 
if you figure out a more efficient way to do something or you want to try something because you think it'll be more efficient, make sure you understand how it's supposed to be done first and make sure you understand if you actually have the space to try new things without getting in trouble. Uh, and sometimes you do have to talk to your boss about that. Sometimes you just kind of know that there's maybe a little bit of space to play. But it's like Alexander said about knowing the context. And so moving on from that a little bit, what are some of the benefits of taking initiative? So one of my favorite is that it improves your own development. So it's a really great way to boost your skill set and it opens opportunities to new skills. You can learn a lot of new skills by taking initiative and we'll talk a little bit more about some of our own experiences on that later. And it can also open doors to promotions. Again, Alexander's got a bit of a story about that. Yes. So uh, it's actually how I became an employment specialist in the first place. And I might have told this story on this podcast before, but you know what? I'll just say it again. So I was working, I was interning at this one organization and it was a drop-in center. And I, I think they only required like 200 hours of internship, but I ended up doing 300 because I loved that company. I loved what they stood for. Um, and I really tried to help out the best I could. Um, and in fact, they told me that I was their best intern. So guess what? About a year later, they contacted me and they asked me, would you like to be an employment specialist for us? And I was so surprised. And also, it was funny. I didn't even know what an employment specialist was at the time. But then I learned. And I learned because of that connection and that initiative that I took when I was doing that internship. Uh, it really helped me with my development, I think, overall. Because taking the initiative, it made me feel better. It made them feel better. It just improved everything all around because I really cared. And I think that's another way you can also take initiative. It's really showing your passion for the company that you might be working for. Ideally, you don't want to be working for a job, you know, nine to five, go home, that's it. It's just a job. If you're actually passionate about it and you actually go there and you make a difference or try to make a difference, it will really impress your boss and it'll make you feel good as well. And when you talk about that, I think it also helps foster effective teamwork when your coworkers know that you're the kind of person who takes initiative and when they learn that about you, they know that they can lean on you. They know that you're responsible. They know that you care about putting in that extra effort to make sure that things are running smoothly and make sure that everyone has their needs met. And so that also helps boost morale within your team. Because I know working with a team of people where everyone just wants to do the bare minimum and they don't care about go going above and beyond to make sure everything's working smoothly does not feel good. What does feel good is knowing that if I have an idea for something new, that I can pitch it to the team. There's going to be other people who are excited about making that idea a reality and putting the work in to do that. And so it's really fun to work in a team where you work with other people who take initiative. And a big way to do that is by being that team member who takes initiative yourself. It can help influence the people around you to want to be the same way. Um, and it just keeps things fresh and exciting when you've got a whole team of people who are passionate about what they do and who want to look for fun and exciting things to do within that role. And that doesn't need to mean that 
Like if you're not in your forever job, which I mean, we're we're millennials here. I think we the the myth is that there is such a thing as a forever job, but realistically, in the job market these days, a lot of people go through a lot of career changes through their life, and so it doesn't mean that if you're just in an entry level position that you shouldn't bother taking initiative because you never know what kind of doors will open up. And I think Alexander's story is a really good example of that because he just enjoyed his practicum so much that he put in that extra time. He went above and beyond and then ended up getting a job. And it was one that, you know, you just said it wasn't something I even really knew what they did, but I knew I loved the workplace. And so I wanted to try it. And here you are years later, still working in the employment field because you love doing it. So Mm -hmm. because you took that initiative, you got to discover kind of a whole career out of it, right? So I think that's the important thing to note is initiative can really open a lot of doors. My story about initiative is actually about this podcast. So we developed the idea for a podcast. I honestly just tossed it out kind of as a joke when we were starting to work from home due to COVID. My day-to-day work changed quite a lot because my role used to involve doing a two-hour in-person presentation workshop every single day. So I suddenly had 10 extra hours in my week because I wasn't doing that anymore while working from home. And, you know, this was back in March, April when everything was shut down, like in-person events or meetings were not an option. And so I said, okay, I've got all this extra time in my week. Like, what do I want to do? And, you know, the podcast to me seemed like a fun way to transition from doing those workshops in person to kind of making mini workshops almost in the podcast format. And it was so fun and allowed me to develop new skills. And I'm still enjoying doing it, you know, many months later. This is, we're past our 20th episode now and we're still going strong. But I had to learn how to edit podcasts and how to use recording software and how to upload to various platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And so these were all skills that I got to learn. And I found out that it's something I really enjoy. And that's not to say that I'm about to quit my job to go become an audio engineer. But it is really cool for me to know that this is something I enjoy doing. And is also something that in the future I can carry forward, right? Like maybe a few years down the road, if I'm in a different role somewhere else, I can say, you know, I have the experience of having created, developed, edited, and promoted a whole podcast series, right? So it's it's really neat to be able to do that. And another thing that's ongoing from doing the podcast is it, it encourages me to do research on topics to ensure I have up-to-date information, right? Like, especially when we're talking about COVID, the information, the recommendations are always changing, you know, and it's not as shocking now as it was back at the beginning, but it is important to me, like we recently did the episode on seasonal job fairs, and I had to do a bit of research into like, what is different now because of COVID, right? So I have to stay on top of things through doing the podcast. So it's something that not only is fun for the sake of the podcast, it helps me be better at my job overall, because I'm doing research and I'm staying on top of what the trends are for the sake of the podcast. So that's a pretty neat benefit, you know, that I didn't expect, but that I'm experiencing 
from taking the initiative to start this podcast series with my team. And then just to round off the episode here, we're going to talk a little bit about some concrete ideas. So like we were saying at the beginning, it doesn't have to be a huge, huge thing to take initiative. It can be as small as, like Alexander was saying, mopping up a spill when you see it before waiting for someone else to ask you to do it. However, if you're wanting to practice taking initiative in a bigger way, in a way that's a little bit more formatted and planned out and structured, there's a couple of ways that I would recommend that you look into. So one is called a 30-60-90 plan. And this is one, it doesn't have to be for when you start a new job. It can be at any point in a job, but oftentimes you will see it as part of a start of a new job. So usually there's what's called a probation period. And usually that's anywhere from three to six months. And so a 30, 60, 90 plan is 30, 60, 90 days. So in the first 30 days, what are you going to accomplish? Usually that's just going to be learning what the duties are, learning the baseline. In the first 60 days, what are you going to accomplish? And what you're going to set goals for yourself is really going to depend on what your job is, what's expected of you. And so then again, it'd be what we're going to achieve in the first 90 days. And so you would set yourself these goals that you can then measure. And this is something that if you wanted to loop your boss in on it and say, hey, thanks for hiring me. I'm really excited to be here. I'd like to start a 30, 60, 90 plan for myself. And I'd like to have a meeting about it to check in at the 30, 60, 90 day mark. So once a month for the next three months, I'd like to meet with you just to talk about my progress. Uh, So that's one thing that you can do. You can also do it just on your own. You don't have to tell your boss about it. It can just be for yourself so you can keep an eye on how you're doing, if you're meeting your own expectations, and it's just something to keep you accountable. The other thing you can do is set SMART goals for yourself. So I'll quickly go over what these are, but if you want to learn more about them, go back to our episode that we did on SMART goals. So Alexander and I talked about SMART goals. We talked about our own SMART goals that we've used in job hunting. And I think they're a really awesome thing to use. So a SMART goal, the SMART is an acronym. So it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So a SMART goal has to meet all of those criteria. Again, we did an entire episode on SMART goals. So I'm not going to explain too much about them now. I would advise you to go back and listen to our episode, but setting SMART goals is a really good way to make sure your goal is something that you can achieve and that you've got kind of limits in terms of time limits or anything like that. So I think those are a really good way to, again, hold that accountability for yourself if you're wanting to plan out how you're going to take initiative in a more structured way. 30, 60, 90 plans and SMART goals are a really good way to do that. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening today. We talked about uh, taking initiative and impressing your boss. Um, We talked about specifically what initiative means, what it looks like, when to take initiative, the benefits of taking initiative, examples, and concrete ideas. If you want help with your resume or your professional development, please contact these employment services at yesmb.ca Go to our contact page and contact one of our employment facilitators. Again, you are listening to The Job Pod. Thank you so much for listening.